Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson-Cohen, and with me I have Maggie Umberger. Hey, Gina. Hey, Maggie. This is fun. This is, <laughs> this is the first time we've ever interviewed each other for a podcast episode. That's absolutely the truth. And on this very special episode, Maggie and I will talk about a big goal that we have had over really the past three years that we've seen come to fruition through that time. And Gina, I think that one of the reasons why we wanted to specifically have this episode at this point in time is because over the last three years, we've had the ambassadorship as part of a sweat life as a really key component to a sweat life, which is totally centered around goal setting. And we also have this podcast about goal setting, but we haven't really talked about one in the other, you know, vice versa. And so I think it's a really nice time to kind of talk about this big goal that we set for the ambassadorship in general, as well as specifically for this past year, uh, just at about the time where we're going to open the application for our next round of ambassadors. So it, it all kind of comes together at this really nice point in time. Yeah, that's a really good point because we are pretty goal obsessed around a sweat life, whether that's internally on the full-time team or whether that's on this very podcast or whether that's our ambassadorship. But all of that really started uh, because we kind of paid attention to what people had to say to us. Maggie, how would you retell how the ambassadorship started? Um, I think it was a cool way to have a goal in the beginning where we just kind of listened to what people wanted and we crafted a program around them and based on really like what they asked for. And so instead of saying like, we want this and ask people to join a specific thing that was already, you know, like set in stone, we let it be really fluid. And so um, I feel like the term ambassadorship might even be like a misnomer, but it, it encompasses so much more than that. So like three years ago when we realized we could do a lot more than just host an event, although sweat working is so fun, it is like the tip of the iceberg. And we realized that it could be the tip of the iceberg and it could be so much more with the people that were showing up time and time again. And so for the people that were showing up event after event and month after month, we reached out to them and said, would you want to be a part of something? Uh, we put out an application, but it was um, it, re it reached a smaller group of people and, and we accepted 26 people to start and kind of crafted a, a program with monthly special unique events based on based on their goals and asked them really like what do they want and we created those opportunities for them yeah and i as i remember it too it kind of goes back to a culture of just listening to our audience at a sweat life in general uh, because when we were just first getting started way back when um, in 2012 I, I was writing about workouts i tried and that's a pretty one note <laughs> If you think about it, but then once people started asking to try things too, or are asking about how they could get involved as well in the sort of solo activity that I was doing, that's when I realized if I had just paid attention at that point when it was still I, and I before I had gone from me to we, if I had just paid attention, I could lean into what people wanted and help to create it and help to solve a problem. Um, and that's what we did with the ambassadors too. We listened right. to what people who had started following along and, and coming to the sweat working events were telling us and what they wanted. They wanted more. They wanted something deeper. Yep. We had no clue what to give them. Um, so we let them tell us. And then like to your point, I, I, 
the mirroring of what's happened with the ambassadorship, I think really does follow along that same track of how a sweat life has grown and developed, like you said, going from me to we and wanting to be more inclusive and saying yes to having more writers. Uh, when we had the first year of ambassadors that was 26, that felt awesome because it was intimate and small. Then we put out the application again and had so many more applicants, which put us at this sort of inflection point of do we keep it very exclusive? which is what it naturally was the first year? Or do we say yes to more friends and widen our network of goal getters and goal setters and, and accomplishers? And that's to your point, like that was your vision and that's become the whole company's vision. And really like what the ambassadorship stands for, I think now is inclusivity rather than exclusivity. Yeah, and do you remember do you remember when we saw how many applications we were getting that second year how that felt? Yeah, it was a little daunting. Yeah. A little bit daunting because then we took and for, you know, listeners at home that um, don't know a lot about the ambassadorship. It, it really did start as just like a workout and a little bit of a workshop afterwards of some kind of like tool that could help you live a better life that was based on just what people wanted. So if there was a someone wanted something about nutrition, we brought in a nutritionist. If someone wanted help on decluttering, we brought in a decluttering expert. Um, but then the second year when we had a larger group of friends come into the fold, we wanted to come up with additional ways to bring people together that still made people feel uh, like they could, that like their voice could be heard and that they could actually make friends and not feel like one in a million. Um, and so we came up with committees mm -hmm. where people could create the experiences they wanted and it took it out of our hands and really gave everybody uh, a little bit more skin in the game, and I think that has that was a, a huge evolution the second year, um, as well as more digital connections, like developing a Slack channel and you know developing other ways to work out with each other in a studio of the month capacity rather than um, just the one workout that we would select for that month, so people could make friends outside of the ways that we were opening up the doors for that, which was really cool to see as well. Yeah, and at its core, the goal is to help people achieve their big, hairy, audacious goals with a group of friends by their side. So we've watched it evolve, um, sometimes by force mm -hmm. and sometimes because of the community itself. And it's been really, really fun to watch. Right. And then also like, like what you're saying and talking about the big, hairy, audacious goal that we ask everybody to think about setting and it could change the very next week, but we always ask them to start out with, start the year with a big goal setting session where they get to think about personal goals and career goals and health and fitness goals and whichever ones ring the most true to them or feel the most authentic to them, pursue it. And then we'll check in with you along the way. And I think uh, the third year was the time that we really decided like we have to take a stand too and set a big goal for ourselves. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. It, the first, what was crazy is the first year we really kind of watched and learned. And the second year we we figured out how to scale it or replicate it. Um, so do it again. So was this a fluke? Can we do it again? We figured out, yes, in fact, we can. And then the third year, we, we sort of made a statement. Like, we, we know you have goals. We love your goals. We support your goals. And our goal for you is self-love. 
Um, our goal for ourselves is self-love and a little bit of compassion too. And it came out in a lot of cool ways. Yeah. Every single month we did a different workshop um, and we're still in the midst of that year of talking about a year of self-love that spoke about the topic in nuanced and different ways that then we probably normally see on Instagram. Um, and that was kind of the whole goal from the upfront is that sure, self-love can absolutely be a face mask on a Friday night uh, <laughs> and you know just like treat yourself absolutely 100%. But it can also mean like doing some of the hard stuff and then giving yourself the the compassion to take big leaps and fail or to try something that you haven't ever tried like investing so we did a whole workshop on financial investing which we'll talk a little bit more about later but just the different ways that self-love can come to life um, were things that we explored over the course of the entire year through digital experiences as well as in real life in chicago and i mean I, i'm pretty proud of of who we were able to talk to and the different themes that we have brought to life in a 12-month span. Um, and it definitely goes to show that self-love has many different chapters. Really what we came to find out is that we were talking about your relationship with yourself and that could come to life in a lot of different ways. And we were just excited to talk to different experts about their specific fields and how it relates to your relationship with yourself. And I think we both have some favorites. So Gina, what were some of your couple favorite workshops that we've done with the ambassadors this year? What's crazy is I feel like I picked the most cut and dry, the most type A. Uh, my favorites were um, Laura Vanderkam's workshop. If you don't already know Laura Vanderkam, she is an author, she is incredible, and she talks a lot about time management. She wrote the book, I Know How She Does It, uh, as well as the recently published book, Off the Clock. And what's incredible is that she helps readers, listeners, etc., to look at how they're spending time and how they think about time differently. So our workshop with her helped um, our ambassadors think about their relationship with time, what they say yes to, what they say no to, and how they sort of schedule um, their blocks of time and how they can think about time differently and remember things more deeply. I'm obsessed with a couple of the things Laura talks about in general. Um, one, of, one of those is um, from our podcast, We Got Goals. She talks about the contraction and expansion of time. I talk about this constantly, and it is not an original thought from me. It is a Laura Vanderkam thought, um, wherein you can make time feel uh, like it is more meaningful or lasts longer by doing new things and trying new things, by sort of shaking up your routines, which is such a, an exciting thing for me as one, a Sagittarius, and two, <laughs> someone obsessed with, with trying new things and shaking up my own routine. I think probably because of that very insight, um, because I, I long for a life that is memorable. And the other workshop that, again, very type A, but very necessary, was sort of a two-parter. We we did financial wellness in two categories. Uh, we talked to Cass Gunderson, who is an A Sweat Life writer, but she's also a student at the University of Chicago booth. She has also worked in private equity, and she is also obsessed with personal finance. So anything you've seen written on asweatlife.com, 
about personal finance to date uh, has been written by Cass. Uh, so she talked to ambassadors, answered questions about saving for condos, about um, getting out of student debt, about really the, the big kind of questions um, that many people had. And she really made a safe space for people to talk about things like being in debt and getting out of it, like credit cards, um, as, as well as big exciting things like getting a new job or uh, your, I'm going to call a 401k exciting, but I think it will be exciting for future me. Mm -hmm. No, totally. <laughs> Today, it's such a bummer. Um, but like how, like on top of the world do you feel when you know what that is and you know what it means for you in the future and then you can actually access it? Totally. Full disclosure, I cashed out all of my 401ks to fund a sweat life. <laughs> <laughs> one day, I'll start a new one again. One day. Yeah. Uh, whenever I see that graph that's like, when you start later, it has big impacts on your financial health. I'm always like, Ugh. like right, right. Like picture that cartoon pulling at its tie. Yeah. That's me right now. But I think also just like as a little aside, that environment was amazing mm -hmm. because everybody has a little bit of that cringy feeling. For sure. Like I didn't start investing when I wanted to and I didn't even know what it was. And so I already felt like I was behind my peers who immediately started a job in investment banking after college and had the salaries to be able to do that. Like you, you're always going to compare yourself to someone and there's always a little bit of that like Ugh, feeling with money. So mm -hmm. we just, we did create a space, safe space to talk about our relationship with money and therefore our relationship with ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's one of the themes, not to go too off topic of my favorite workshops, but I'm gonna. Um, I think that was one of the themes we saw in general this year was getting comfortable with the fact that your journey is different. Um, 100%. Yeah, than other people's journey, whether that was like how you take care of yourself, your time, your job, or, or anything else, how you use body language, how you talk to yourself, all of those all of those things sort of came out over the course of this year. Every single person has a different journey, a different way to the end goal and their goals. Uh, and I, I think that was the most powerful takeaway to me. Yeah, absolutely. And like the other piece that we talked about with financial fitness was the salary negotiation yeah. element with Donna Jean Simon, who's awesome and just knows her stuff. So that workshop is actually available for everybody, everybody. which is really cool. But it was especially for the ambassadors too, to learn how to negotiate your salary. And mm -hmm. that is another thing that once you can practice that, that amount of like fuel that adds to your flame is mm -hmm. pretty empowering. For sure. Maggie, what were your favorite workshops? Um, it's, I love, I love talking about these cause it's a way to look at how many different ways we can talk about self-love. The things that stood out to me were a little less of the like cut and dry sort of like tangible things like managing your time, which is very tangible the way that Laura Vanderkam does it in a spreadsheet or managing <laughs> your finances. The workshops that stood out to me were a little more like ethereal. Mm -hmm. um, we talked to it's Carly Maggie, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's cool because like it all ultimately ladders up to the same thing. And it, it's exactly what you're talking about, Gina. Everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. So um, the workshop we did with Carla Belchenko, who is um, an expert in body language. She is the founder of something called the narrative body. And she works a lot with companies, um, from a corporate perspective of how employees present themselves and how that ultimately equates to the best leader you can be and the best communicator you can be, which 
in essence, is important for every single thing that you do, whether you're the boss, whether you're interviewing for a job, whether you're talking to your loved one or having a difficult conversation with someone who you're in a difficult relationship with. It's all about how you say the things you say versus what you say, which is why I wish everyone in the podcast could watch me do all of these hand gestures that I'm I'm gesturing right now Uh, because I felt so empowered by that conversation with Carla because she and I broke down sort of like your your eye contact and just the number of times that you might nod your head and what that might say and just those little things that you can change can ultimately elevate a conversation or take it the way that you need it to go um, which is super super interesting I also love my conversation with Alma Omeralovich who is um a meditation instructor in Chicago, and she and I came up with the idea of talking about self-love through tiny shifts. And she's the founder of Tiny Space to Breathe, and it's a meditation space in Chicago. So we brought that little play on words of tiny space to tiny shift. Um, And for this workshop for ambassadors, we talked about really small things that you can do that can create bigger impact both for yourself and for your community. One of the things we talked about was how you could do small things in your home that could make your make your space feel more safe and more homey. So making your own house cleaner by using essential oils and natural products like apple cider vinegar or distilled vinegar and herbs. You could make cleaner that smells great, that doesn't use any you know foreign products and it could be something that the physical action of you making it is almost like a meditative action in and of itself. So there were a lot of layers to it. We also talked about different kinds of meditations that you can do on your own, Um, but it was all about just things that take like five minutes or things that maybe no one else can see, but the act of doing it and those tangible items that you can kind of like use while, and while you're using them, you make that connection of you made it yourself or you put in the effort to bringing it to life yourself. And that's the tiny shifts that you can make to create space in your day and in your mind to have a little bit more peace of mind. Um, and that's something she's really passionate about. And so it was easily transferable to, to seeing how that passion kind of comes to life for her space and then for, for this workshop. You know what's crazy? Uh, hearing you talk about Carla Belchenko's workshop, I, I remember sitting in the room during that workshop in the middle of like hot July um, and us sitting across from other people um, and being directed to not respond at all as that person spoke to you for two minutes. It was deeply uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Um, So one, so if Maggie and I were doing this exercise right now, for example, we would sit directly across from one another, looking deeply in each other's eyes. Um, one person would speak for two minutes straight while the other one did nothing besides look. No smiles, no nods, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it Talk was, about like a dagger in your heart uh, to not get reactions at all. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of, it was sort of a reminder um, that we're constantly giving cues, uh, whether or not we mean to be. Uh, and I, I, I remember being very, not shaken, but sort of reminded, mm-hmm. nudged yeah, by that right. workshop. And a little bit of a reminder that, you know, where do we get our sense of like success or validation from? Uh, do we <laughs> need to have somebody looking back at us, like nodding that they're like on the same track as you? Or can you stand in your power and say what you need to say without that 
like sense of validation. I don't think one answer is right or wrong, but it was just like an interesting kind of take on what self-love looks like in that moment. Yeah, what's what's funny, and I chuckled a little bit, because when Maggie first started that sentence, I made the biggest head nod, <laughs> like, like Muppets level big, um, which I feel like I was overcorrecting from the two minutes before when I wasn't nodding that. my head at all. It felt <laughs> awful. I, I'm so sorry I left you hanging That's out okay. there, That's, <laughs> That's okay. okay. That's okay. We're That's nodding okay. graciously at yeah, each other. It's, it's delightful. <laughs> um, so what's fun, Maggie, about us interviewing each other on an episode of We Got Goals, a podcast by sweatlife.com, mm-hmm. is that now we get to talk about big goals for the future. Yeah. Um, as we ask all of our guests, um, Maggie and I now get to ask each other. Meg, but specifically, obviously, within the right. ambassadorship. Within, within the, I mean, it's a huge project, and yeah. it's a great time as, you know, when you, when you start something big that you have those moments of check-in of like, what have we learned? What's something that we really loved and where's an opportunity to then kind of pivot and this is our chance to do that. And thank you for that really big nod. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, So I think looking back at the past three years, which we've sort of recapped, um, I think one of the biggest wins that we've had is just seeing how the connections that we've helped facilitate have gone way beyond what we could ever imagine. Like to the, you know, as far as people are in each other's weddings and like people are connecting across states. And when people move away from Chicago, they want to bring the ambassadorship with them to their new cities and they want to connect with people uh, in their cities in the same way that we facilitated those connections in Chicago. And I think that is like above and beyond anything I could ever dream. Um, I'm so like, I get chill bumps when I see that kind of thing happen and me not even know about it. Like it's so far beyond me. That's just something I see as um, so fulfilling, so incredible. What about you, Gina? Well, I guess uh, as we think about, it sounds like we're doing pits and peaks, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, yeah. Not? <laughs> why not? I would say... My my peak um, over the past three years is pretty similar to Maggie's. It's just watching the program grow um, beyond the the scope of our expectations. I think we we sort of practice setting broad goals uh, with loose structure at a sweat life because we we like to sort of see what happens within the confines of a big hairy audacious goal. Um, we want to see a community flourish, of course. We want to see people achieve big goals, yes, but we're not the boss of what their goals are. We're not going to tell someone that the only goals they can set are career-related. The only goals they can set are fitness-related. We love watching people set goals across all areas of their lives and then celebrate them with each other. I think the celebrations have been my absolute favorite part, seeing people say, like, I just crushed my BHAG. Um, mm-hmm. BHAG, if you don't know, now you know, mm-hmm. um, stands for Big Hairy Audacious Goal. It's used by lots of people. We like it too uh, because it sort of signifies that you're setting goals way bigger than you really think possible. It's got a 50-50 shot right, right. <laughs> of, of you actually getting there, which we love because it allows us to kind of embrace, like, you could fail, and that's okay. Right. Um, but I digress. Watching people go out, crush their goals, uh, get the promotion, or go to the new law firm, or um, do a triathlon, or learn to swim, all of these, or move states. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever someone sets a goal to move, we're like, okay. Yeah, we'll help you. (laughs) Don't go, but yes. Um, 
we love watching this stuff and we also it's but it's more exciting to see the community celebrate together mm -hmm. um because i i think the thing that we were craving um that i don't know if we put in words initially when we created the program was not only a community that supports each other but really like says hell yeah mm -hmm. um when you accomplish things it means it um to watch them mean it is fun yeah absolutely and as we look, you know, to the future of a big goal that we want to set, um, we also will take the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll take the past three years of experience of seeing and hearing what what people have been through with us, like from start to finish or start to now. Um, there is no finish, but um, <laughs> you're the never will kicked continue. out. <laughs> you can't leave the journey that will continue, but um, we'll continue to help facilitate making connections. Um, but as we grow, we don't want to um, force any connections. And I don't think there's any way to rush the process. Like all of the most meaningful uh, relationships will be built authentically. And so as long as we can keep opening up the doors for those relationships to be founded and then solidified, we'll keep doing that. But um, as we grow and as we expand, um, it'll just be always in the back of our minds and, and in the forefront of our minds to all of our minds, all of our minds, all part of our brains <laughs> to make it as authentic of an experience as possible. Absolutely. I, I think the biggest lesson that I would say I've learned from this is, well, I think it's twofold. It's first listen, mm -hmm. um, but that's, we've always tried to listen to our community, take feedback. And, and take it graciously. Um, so instead of having a sort of wait a minute reaction, uh, when someone gives you valid feedback that's always valuable, um, having the first sentence out of your mouth be, thank you for your feedback. Yeah. Um, and then actually being grateful. <laughs> yeah. And, yes, right. And then it becomes a collaboration effort yeah. to make this the best possible I don't even want to say program, but experience for everybody as we can. So when we, whenever we get feedback, we're like, yes, love it. Can you help us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how would you like to chime in? Yeah. Like if you've got an idea, we want to make it happen. And so um, when we set a big goal to empower more people to set even bigger goals, we want to make sure that there is that element of connection in order to keep people accountable you know, across channels and across whatever type of goal you have to go after it and to not be afraid to, to say it out loud. Like if it's hard, if it's, if it's not going well to say where you're struggling and to then raise a hand, ask for help and mm -hmm. then facilitate and really empower our community to say, I've got an idea. Let me help you and help people help each other out along the way. Yeah, and, and along the lines of helping each other out along the way, uh, one of the, the biggest lessons I've learned uh, really across the three full years of the Sweat Life Ambassadorship and just throughout a Sweat Life's life in general is about friendship. It's something I talk about all the time. I'm incredibly passionate about it. Um, adults need permission to make a friend. It is harder and harder as as we get older um, to walk up to someone like you would on the playground in preschool and say, do you wanna play with me? Um, adults 
have these guards up. We have all of these sort of boxes we put people in. Um, and so you need permission, you need a shared interest, and you need a catalyst. And what we were able to do and are able to do through the ambassadorship is be the permission, the shared interest, and the catalyst. We get to bring people into a, a place, um, into sort of uh, this shared interest of wellness, of, of living a better life with that wellness catalyst. And we literally say to them, go talk to someone you don't know and tell them something about yourself, um, which gets them talking, gets them engaging. We force them to share contact information with each other. Uh, and it's been delightful to see real friendships form uh, because what we've always said is that it's not necessarily about them feeling the closest to a sweat life. Like, yes, we want them to like us. Do we need them to like us? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it imperative on our ability to sleep at night? Yes. yes. <laughs> For the listener at home, Maggie and I just recreated uh, Michael Scott to camera interview. Anyway. <laughs> But what, what's more important is that they're creating real relationships with each other because that makes people happy. It's the greatest predictor of happiness. And if we can leave any legacy from this program, it's a happier, more connected world. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think it is a big, hairy, audacious goal to you know want to live your happiest, best life. But I don't think that's a bad thing to say out loud. Like I don't think that we should ever shy away from wanting to live our best lives. And I think maybe best life gets a bad connotation sometimes. But if you think about it from this perspective of best looks different all the time, it's, mm -hmm. there's so many different factors. But if you've got the tools in your toolkit that you can pull out when you need it to uh, both remind yourself, you know, what self-love can mean in that moment mm -hmm. and also like, what are the the things that I need to feel happy, fulfilled, successful, connected, um, and and whole? Then it's a win win. Like I think we're we're in the business of making friends and giving people the opportunities to feel that level of connectedness. And I feel like that is that is the calling for this ambassadorship. And mm -hmm. so I mean, we're opening the application up again for the following year for 2020 and it'll be open mid-October of 2019 um, and we hope that if you're a listener out there that you apply that you want to be a part of this program too because we would love to meet you digitally in real life um, and love to you know share the rest of the ambassadorship with you. Yeah and you'll see some tools being released that are pretty similar to what ambassadors get today um, as far as digital workshops go. Um, so uh, you'll see a limited release podcast uh, everywhere you get your podcasts that will actually feature some of our ambassadors um, sharing a piece of the big goal that we have for this year, um, yeah. self-love through relationships. Yeah, right. Um, so one of the, you know, the monthly themes, self-love through X, Y, and Z each, each month, it's different. And for October, it's through connecting and deepening your relationships. And so each week, or if you want to listen to them all at once, you totally can, um, there's four episodes. They're small, they're short, and they're each by a different ambassador or a friend of a sweat life um, about connecting to yourself, understanding your relationship with social media, with your digital world, understanding your relationship with others and specifically with others that you might have difficult relationships with, and then uh, your relationship with your life, which is pretty fascinating. And so we'll have more information in the show notes of this podcast about 
those leaders of those mini workshops and kind of a little summary of what you can get from them. And it's really just a, a taste of the information and the tools in your toolkit that you can get uh, with the ambassadorship. So Maggie, just like we ask every guest on the We Got Goals podcast, what is your big goal for the ambassadorship in 2020, the next class? My goal for the ambassadors for 2020 is in that goal setting workshop that we always kick the year off with, no matter if you're, you've been in the ambassador program from 2016 onwards, or um, it would be your first time this year. I want that goal to literally be postered somewhere. Like I know we've said it, but I want every ambassador to put it up somewhere that if it's on your Instagram or if it's on your fridge or if it's in all of the places, put it up somewhere and I want there to be a monthly check-in among ambassadors every single month on how that goal is doing. Or if it shifts, then great, post a new photo of the different goal that we can actually look at in December of 2020 where we are in those goals. I love that. I think my goal for 2020 is to see a continuation of something I've loved, which is just seeing the focus on goals extend way beyond the A Sweat Life ambassadorship. Seeing um, A Sweat Life's ambassadors congratulate people who are crushing big goals that aren't a part of the ambassadorship, that are a part of other groups, that are doing other things. I love seeing sort of this goodwill, excitement, and in general delight in other people accomplishing things. I love that. And I, and I think that there is so much room to celebrate people. Um, so as we continue to grow the ambassadorship and have a new focus for 2020, I would love to see that, that goodwill continue um, as connections deepen all year long. I love that. And listeners at home, we hope that this triggered some inspiration for you to apply. We'd love to hear more from you. You'll see the application uh, in the show notes as well. And um, we can't wait to hear from you and to meet you. Thanks, Maggie. Thanks, Gina. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. Thanks to listeners for tuning into this episode, this very special episode of We Got Goals. And thanks to our ambassadors for really making our lives easy uh, all year long and spreading the love of getting goals and getting after it all across the globe. We hope to see you, listeners of the We Got Goals podcast, out there crushing your very own goals, whether that's within our ambassadorship or on your own. And thanks to Ryan Deffitt for editing and our entire team at A Sweat Life for always keeping us accountable to our goals too. All right, we'll see you out there, goal getters. <laughs>